On a frigid, cold Monday night in the Steel City, we're back after a long delay. Long delay. Quite sure why we've not been on there. A combination of yes, the real life real getting life. in the way of real uh, life. My alter ego has changed, <laughs> changed, changed roles. So uh, of pratting around watching basketball yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. Um, a lot's gone on, hasn't it? Hasn't it? We, uh, we uh, it was Mr. Stern passing. I think last time we uh, yeah we yeah broke bread. Um, yeah, been other key figures who've fallen by the wayside since. We'll get to that later. But um, yeah, trade deadlines come and gone. Um, that's kind of the major news. Come and gone. It's not um, as exciting as football deadline day, but they needed some to. Sort we of need pe- Jim White on there. Well, just I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say this. Fucking shit. I, I don't. I think it's mostly mostly stuff like gets sort of tr- sort of rumored beforehand, doesn't it? So he's. I mean, the Wiggins one was kind of. I guess the Capella one to an extent was kind of massively expected, but uh, you knew, you kind of knew Houston were going to do something. But uh, Dal Moore was going to make a move because, oh yeah, I think he's on borrowed. He's well, on borrowed. I, I think time, he's on borrowed time. I, I think he wants out of there. And I think, Although I to think be honest, I think I think this coronavirus might save him. <laughs> I told you so. I think that might be a Daryl saving grace. To be honest. Oh lord. <sighs> Nobody's that upset. He's upset this, a billion and a half Chinese people. This, uh, this could be our last podcast as well, by the way. <laughs> that fucking takes us out. But um, ah, I can't yeah. believe it. Hey, look, the mortality rate is just the same as any other disease. It's comparable to what else. It's no more deadly or anything than than like TB or something. Mm. People just get carried away, isn't it? We, should, we might as well start with the Capella trade then. What do you make of um, kind of what Houston have done here, going all in with this? A little balls to the walls. Little lineup. Little. You know, thirty-five-year-old PJ Tucker, who's like six foot four. That's Sid Little, it sounds. Isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's bold. It's bold. Yeah. Um, I think it makes sense in a way because I don't think they, they were going to win the title as they were currently constructed. So I no, think, I think no. Well, it's the rusty it's conundrum. A bit of a gamble, yeah. It's the rusty conundrum because Rusty can't take shots further than three feet away, ideally. Yeah, so you I... want Rusty playing. In the lane, and you can't have Capella blocking the lane if Rusty's going to charge it like Rusty yeah. does. And if you've watched their recent games, he's he's doing that a lot more now. He's, yeah, he's yeah. played really well yeah. for the last. Well, you month. can put PJ Tucker there, and he'll, yeah. he'll, he'll he'll waddle into the corner yeah. and just stand there showing off his trainers to people. I think they've kind of looked what went on for the first three months, and what West Westbrook was really struggling. He just seems to be getting to the basket a lot more now, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. Well, you got to clear the lane out yeah. for him. Yeah. That's yeah. And that's, that's why it seems to make sense. sense. Yeah, it, it makes no sense in terms of like. Why the fuck would you trade for Rusty when you've got Harden? And mm. now it's kind of booking convention to accommodate that. Yeah. And it may work. And it's kind of a similar thing that Philly sort of need to do, if you yeah. know what I mean, to make the most out yeah. of Ben Simmons. One thing you can say about Daryl Murray, he will, you know, he'll throw his lot in, won't he? He will gamble. He'll fucking zag when everyone's yeah. zigging. Yeah. I'll give him that. Um, and I love a zagger. I still think their owner's the problem there. Um, just, you know, keeps. Tight-fisted Fatita. Yeah, keeps blustering. Like, you know, we're going to luxury tax in... And then they just seem to get under it every time, don't they, on deadline day. Mm. Not the only ones, you know. I think Milwaukee, Denver, um, 
also probably guilty of that. You know, they they talk the talk about wanting to win the championships. These organisations, but they don't want to go. It's they, like Cronky. Yeah. Cronky's never going oh, in yeah, on that exactly. stuff. Um, so uh, we'll see. Could be the end of Gerald. It's um, a, is, well, he, he, got, he ended up somewhere. Uh, and they're going to wave him. Denver, and they yeah, waved him. I think so. so this could be it's it. heartbreaking. Um, yeah, it could have been last for soon. Nene finally free though, bless him. Uh, although uh, I don't think he's going to see much uh, time wherever he. I think he probably got waved by Atlanta as well, didn't he? But um, it's a brave move by Houston. It's just we've seen this movie before where they've played all these guys big minutes in the regular season and you know just trying to get a season. And they're and broke and, and by and the time just, they yeah, come to. It's the come back to haunt them sort of when they get to sort of second, third round. Um, I would say over his. But this is the problem. This is what a lot of people do. Well, well, Rusty's indefatigable. But like, well, you're looking at a 23 year old Rusty. Rusty's not 23 anymore, and he's had a shitload of surgeries. Like he can't, he can't look at his past body of whether he's going to hold up. Yeah. Um. I even think it's curious in that. It, I think it it looks at like we've now got these. We've now got these essentially in in the West. There's three teams that are built around a partnership, like a superstar partnership. The Lakers with LeBron and AD are a lot more closer to the basket, ideally, than you would find Harden and Rusty. And then in the middle, the Clippers have got two wings. So it's mm. it's curious how these are going to, if you know what I mean, like yeah. an all-star front court versus wings versus a back court is going to... Yeah, all these sort of three teams you just mentioned seem to have quite obvious weaknesses as well, I think. Yeah, oh, they've what, they yeah. put everything yeah. on two superstar yeah. players um, and they're having to make all kinds of weird adjustments around that. Here's a stat I'll throw out about the Lakers. Um, they're winless against the top five scoring margin teams in the yeah. league. So, you know, the teams... Are you the playing they aren't for margins. real? Well, I just think it's interesting, you know. Um, the Cavs haven't won a game against any of these top five teams. The Knicks, the Hornets, the Warriors and the Lakers. Mm. It's Which, an odd group of company to yeah, be in, isn't it? And LeBron and AD have played in all of those games as well. Oh. So it's, I don't know, it's just something to look out for there. So yeah. against the sort of better competition, um, they've not really sort of had it. Well, this, is the, this is the other thing as well, that like, he, who's carrying the ball? LeBron likes to carry the ball. Like, they call him a point forward, slow as a motherfucker, if you know what I mean. He ain't, he like, the game's fast. And maybe that'll change when it comes to the playoffs because we all know it slows down in playoffs. <laughs> like you know, we got we got you got this, yeah, that old cliche. I love it how uh, all the hype about Darren Collins and uh, being the savior of those chose to re- remain with Jehovah rather than <laughs> join the Lakers and stuff. So, isn't it? Uh, isn't it? All a lot of bluster about nothing there. When uh, you when you're touting Darren Collins yeah, as your savior, yeah, exactly. then you're going to have to really be questioning. Domestic violence is Darren Collison there. Um, <laughs> Domestic violence is very own Darren Collison. He's going to come in and yeah, yeah, express his views. There's a load of jokes, but they actually get quite distasteful. Yeah, I was say, we'll leave the uh, record, we'll so leave the Jehovah's Witnesses jokes so we'll leave those. for now. We'll um, leave those. Um, Dion Waite is now being touted as the uh, yes. the, the second coming, if you will. The second, second. Well, this is like Dion Waite's fifth coming now. I loved it how uh, him and James Johnson were in the doghouse, uh, isn't it? At Miami, and I, then I think we got to the bottom of the gummy issue. Yeah, there, <laughs> <laughs> I call that motherfucker. We've got to the bottom of the gummy. Who we got to the who who had the plug on the plane? Who's the pusher man? Who's who had the plug on the plane? Um, but I loved it how Spolster kind of and Riley obviously threw him in the lineup for like a week or two before mm. the uh, trade deadline, just to build a little just bit, build bit of value, value, if you will, and then uh, yeah, ceremoniously fucking shipped out. Hey, Pat's nothing if not a canny operator. Yeah, 
Um, I'm sure. I'm sure they're the last thing. <laughs> Positive is dick don't work no more, but that cunning streak will never leave. Ah uh, dear, <laughs> oh, that's a horrible thought. Uh, yeah. uh, well, there's many cases. He's a very handsome man. There's many cases. He's very, very rich as well, and lives on yachts on the front of Miami. I'm sure, I'm he's, sure not he's not sure of uh, anything. Since you brought it up, we might as well uh, mention Miami. Um, what do you make of the the? Well, we've had our thoughts about Andre Guadala and him sort of. I don't know if he's refusing to suit up at Memphis, but sort of seems to have been an agreement he wasn't going to play there. And um, not bad work if you can get it. And then Must be nice, isn't it? Yeah. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? Walk, Pick and choose. Walk into a 15 million uh, a year deal with Miami with a player option. Puts to bed him going back to Golden State, I guess. But uh, yeah, not bad work. There. Not bad and, work. Um, he's on made, the Ray Allen tip. Made his debut there last night. And um, a good ad, really, for them, you'd imagine. A good ad for um, them. They, they look a decent team. For whenever I've caught them. Um, fell to your blazers last night, but... Um, He's scrambling for that eighth place. Are, uh, a lot of teams were kind of, you know, the LA teams in particular were linked with him, weren't they? And, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think if any, he wasn't, he wasn't going to end up in fucking Sacramento, was he? You know, it was, it was, <laughs> oh, he was no, going to be, no. going to be some he's, he's coastal destination. Choose. Yeah, he's going to get to choose, and then it comes about who's going to give him the most money for the least amount of work, basically. Yeah, I like, I like the fit. I like Miami. I think, I think we could well see them in the Eastern Finals if uh, if all falls into place. I don't know about the finals, but I certainly think the second round, and it'll yeah. be a close series with whoever it is for sure. I don't like this Philly team at all. So I, I don't, don't like this know. Philly team no, at all. No. I think it's going to be sort of Boston. Kind of looks like most of this Philly team don't like this Philly team at no, all. You watch him as well. So. When Al Horford's again making sort of vibes about the dressing room and stuff, and yeah, Embiid's putting in. The level of effort he is on defense and stuff—he's just trotting down the court every time I'm watching him. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, he's running back like Raheem Sterling with a little nail joint. Yeah. Um, ben Simmons, who's long been sort of a butt of our joke, maligned. He actually, looks like the guy they should fucking build around going forward and just surrounding by shooting. Possibly, I don't know. It's it's coming to some kind of breaking point, isn't it? With this team, yeah, yeah. They need to Anyone, move him. Um, and like with Ben Simmons, it's more frustrated at, at like do some shit before you talk some shit. Yeah, well, I mean, if you know what I mean, been our thing with. And bead more so, I think. Yeah, uh, do some shit before you talk some shit. Um, they made a few moves on the margins, didn't they? The it's always war- margins. Warriors bench shirt score Alec Burks and uh, Alec Burks. the other guy, yeah, Gr Junior Big Dog uh, Robinson, whatever. But that's not that's not moving him needle. You'd imagine he's not junior, is he? Glenn Robinson the third, the third, even, junior, sorry, junior. A junior, junior. There uh, managed to stay out of trouble. Um, that's to be honest, some fucking hubris. <laughs> you've got to be you've got to be a fucking big-headed man to be like I've got a son what shall I name him well I already know the best name in the fucking world it's yeah. mine I- I'll give him that I yes just think that's, yeah. Yeah, and then to do it twice um, well the contenders Boston didn't really they kind of kept their powder dry didn't do anything there Boston are like this thing now they just need everyone healthy at the same yeah. time don't they that's, that's the thing with them and um, possibly needed to add a bit of front court depth, we spoke to Josh Coleman. We had him on about yeah, it, yeah. but um, they seem quite happy with Daniel Tice and Cantor and just sort of patching that sort of together with Robert Williams and stuff, and just hoping they've had enough. And you well, know, less and less, mm. less and less are is are a big men battle. Yeah. And you know what? Mm. You can put Cantor in for fifteen minutes, and he'll yeah. get his exactly. He'll get yeah, his. Yeah, he'll yeah. work somebody down low. Yeah. yeah, he won't stop nobody, but he'll get his. Yeah. And Tice, Tice is a fucking incredibly competent player. He's kind of like this modern big, isn't he? Like he's hmm. just—he's not massive, but he—he he can 
move his feet well. He can get yeah. about. He can just, you know, he's active. and, and yeah, He can set a screen. He can shuffle out, if you know what I mean. He's not going to get sort of caught. He knows when to pass. He knows when to get out of the way. I think we've seen with sort of Detroit deciding to move on from Andre Drummond, Drummond mm. uh, if you will. Um, it just doesn't make sense to pay a sense of 30-odd million a year, does it now? It's not well, I don't necessarily think that's the case with Drummond. I think they needed to move on in some form or other, and they just can't shift Blake Griffin. No. I, I, I think Petulini. I think ideally they would have rather have kept him, Drummond, of yeah. the two, but you can't get rid of that Blake Griffin contract because the Clippers stitched them up like a kipper. Yeah. Like There's still about three more years of him it's, paid it's 50 just million. It's damage of Stan Van Gundy, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's going to take you a decade to fucking get over, really. Um, yeah, that's going to take a long time. Yeah. Yeah. A long time, and they're just plugging holes at the minute and treading water. Cleveland, probably not the destination for him. I mean, I don't know. I don't, what, a bit of a crowded front court with Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson. And it's confusing. Yeah. It's confusing. I don't, that I don't know what the plan is yeah. there. It's, it's a lot of money to commit to. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if he opts into that player option. Is it 29 million or something? I can't see where he's getting that in the open market unless someone's really desperate. I mean, people who needed a centre like Atlanta, they kind of fill that hole with Capella now. I mean,. Charlotte, I, possibly, or I don't, I don't I know. I think, it's... refreshingly, and this is one of the things that the world is, uh, particularly in basketball punditry, seems to be perplexed by, is that these guys are fucking rich. These, like, like TV pundits get paid a lot of money. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that you're fucking throbbing vain Stephen A's on an inch <laughs> short of a bob or two. That's 12 million a year Disney payment. But he Just cannot comprehend how, how rich some of those dudes are. Mm. And... He also can't comprehend what it's like to be a fuck like to do a thing because this is what I want to do, it, yeah. and, and we've reached the stage where it's all right to take less money to try and win. Yeah, I think and people aren't going to call you a fucking mercenary backwards like they did with like David West. Oh, he's a dick because he's taken less money to fulfil his childhood dream and the yeah. reason he got into basketball in the first place makes no sense. It's all backwards. I think it's been like for anybody, a few years now, anybody, it, yeah. yeah, anybody who just is this whole thing of like take the money if you're willing to opt in. For this extra money that's like fucking wealth on top of wealth on top of wealth at this point, just to be like, I've gained more wealth. Depends what your outlook is. They don't like someone like Andre Godal, who's obviously interested in, you know, fucking hedge funds Doing and investments TED talks. and tech, whatever. And, you know, fair enough. That's Everyone's different. Mm. Some of the guys are just, you know, you can't imagine. Imagine Joe Ingalls is that that's his kind of fucking outlook on no. you know everyone's different do you know what I mean it's uh, it just depends what you want out of life don't it, I guess yeah, but and, and if you more... grew up fucking penniless I don't know what I'm saying is what I'm saying is when you've been paid nigh on thirty million for the last four years fucking that. That all that penniless bullshit's a long, 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 long way in the past unless you're Antoine Walker you know it depends what you're spending yeah. it on doesn't it you know. It's all, uh, I think hopefully most lads have learned the lesson of Antoine Walker. Yeah, you don't know, so. see. Well, the major moves, I guess. The Wiggins uh, trade kind Is of. Is a major move? Well, in terms of size of bubble, salary. Warriors, yeah. to, Warriors to Wolves ain't tipping well, their needles this year. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. in terms of D'Angelo Russell not being there very long, they obviously had a look at him. <laughs> I've had a look at him. Didn't like what I saw. He just very. It just didn't fit what the Warriors are about. In, terms of sort of style of play and everything at all. Very slow and deliberate and just a stat padding kind of guy, really. I don't know. I, 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 I didn't see where the fit was going to be long-term, especially when Clay and Steph got back. So, 
I think they've kind of just thought Wiggins fills a need that if we are going to contend these next two years, because the window's shrinking rapidly, isn't it? For yeah. That core, um, he maybe just fits what they need, and they've got under luxury tax, so the the, the money they're paying him. You know, it's not that bad because they're going to be fucking earning. It is next year. Well, and it the is, year after but that. But they're literally fucking printing money with that new arena mm. anyway, so it kind of it softens the blow somewhat. He says, now they've ducked the tax, they're not in the repeater tax, if you will. It's not, you know, that 30 doesn't... I think they got ripped off. I thought there was more value to Russell. I'm surprised they didn't get a 2020 first rounder and they put it to next year. I was surprised by that. I think next year's draft is supposed to be a lot better. Yeah. I think this year's draft is is a bit of an Andrew Wiggins year. Well, yeah, and no, not that we know anything about college basketball. That seems to be, if you speak to people who know what they're on about with this kind of stuff, it, it seems to be uh, a consensus, doesn't it? But you never know, do you? you know? No, well, this is the thing, isn't you know, it? Of Damian years, Lillard wasn't rated as a, yeah, you, know, yeah. for, you know, you never know. You but, look for all the, well, this is the point about, and this is the other thing I was going on about, high draft. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? High draft pick. No, just no, waste no. I'm just fucking like, people just waste this shit. Yeah. People just waste stuff. That players mature at different rates, at different times, different situations. Like it's 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 just a fucking backwards way of mm. like, And that the Warriors could well put these draft picks in a package for a veteran player or something for some team who, you know, with an expiring contract. You don't know, it's I think come the summer in the draft, depending where that pick land the Warriors pick lands, they could well make a move because as I say, that window is probably shrinking somewhere. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think they're more healthy. Well, I think more it? in terms of sort of Draymond Green's body breaking down more than Clay and Steph aren't really going to lose that sort of shooting ability overnight. No. I think it's more of and, uh, yeah. they're lacking a physical presence and sort of at Clay the centre position. Isn't exactly a, a, not a, a greyhound, if you will. Whew. No, no, <laughs> he's no, only but, zipping about the court. Yeah, and his defensive sort of level of play will probably slip a little. But yeah, it's um, they're definitely lacking uh, a bit of physicality. Some of the names they're fucking rolling out. I mean, it's hilarious. Uh, Jerry Pargo's of the world. People, Jerry. you know, you've not seen a computer game for 10 years. No Isn't it? In the NBA, you know. Isn't it? Taking uh, them all back. Someone's yeah. just trolling through NBA Live oh, 2014. Yeah, D'Angelo Russell. Good luck in Minnesota. Uh, the all fucking no defense team uh, with him and uh, your big cat there. Um, I, can't, I can't see who they're stopping with those two. Uh, but um, yeah, good luck with that. That pick could turn out to be all right, actually. I don't fancy him to make the playoffs next year. I don't know about you. But, uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Need a point guard. Well, he's supposedly that. Fucking nominally. Yeah, I know. He's a better passer than I thought, actually, from what I watched with the Warriors. But mm. he's not He's not your classic kind of point guard. I don't know. He's not He's not looking to make others. He's not He's not Dame Lillard, you know. But no. who is, obviously. But, uh, yeah. He's, oh, who uh, is? Yeah. Um, he's been on a tear. Yep. Christ. I'm going to say this. This 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 2020 so far, Dame Dame Lillard's just just secured his Hall of Fame entry. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt. At this like point. regardless of whatever he does in the rest of his career, whether he doesn't make it any further through playoffs or whatever, I think he's literally just done that. They're in a quite a battle with the Grizzlies now yes, for, uh, for that eighth for that place. Eighth spot. Yeah, Grizzlies won fourteen the last eighteen. Yeah, yeah. John Morant, crazy. and the uh, Blazers been on a good run. I think they won nine the last fourteen or something. Dame had that six game run. I'll just reel it off the point total: sixty one, forty seven, fifty, thirty six, an off night, forty eight and fifty one. And if it wasn't for a fucking Rudy Gobert uh, goaltending. Yeah. Uh, Fucking disgrace the other night. Um, 
Then I got another win there, and that was outrageous. And another fifty-point game. Yeah, and he's like, you got ten already. He's on the top ten list of fifty-point games. Yeah, he knows when to take over, doesn't he? Yeah, and, uh, yeah. They've really been struggling bodies-wise with injuries and the, with the trades and whatnot. And uh, yeah, it's it's been joyous. A confused Neil Olshay. Trevor Ariza looks all right so far. All tricky Trev. Tricky Trev. <laughs> hey, look, I have no problems with with. Uh, I had no problem. Trevor Reese is one of those dudes who you don't have any problems with <laughs> until you've got a problem, and then it's kind of a big one. He's getting up there in years, yeah. and mellow. But uh, yeah, Terry Stotts continues to just patch coach the shit out of it. Motley crew together and coach um, the shit out of it. Yeah, Whiteside's still there as well. That's yeah, confusing. But... But, uh, played his uh, old team Miami last night. It was a good game actually. Watched most of that. Gary Trent's looked, uh, looked yeah. frisky of rate. He's getting a tune out of some of these players. It's crazy. It is. It's uh, it's nuts. What other moves did we have? Um, Milwaukee didn't really add anyone, although it looks like uh, they're going to get Marvin Williams in a buyout from yeah. Charlotte, which is uh, an upgrade over Dragon Bender, who I think they're going to let go. So um, who else? In the West, the Clippers got Marquise Marcus Morris from New yes. York. Yes. For, uh, Mo Harkless. Back to the Big Apple for Mo. Back, back to the Big Apple for Mo. Yeah. Yeah, he was one of the names that was just getting cobbed around, with, you know, like he's... You know, some kind of game changer. Uh, not a massive knobhead. <laughs> Did you see his <laughs> comments about someone calling someone a female, exp- you know, yeah. displaying female tendencies of the week? He's a fucking, you know, he's a dickhead. Like he's literally story. an idiot. Yeah, like an obvious, demonstrable idiot. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah. I'll say this for all the stuff he seems to do, from all the teams he's left, which is quite a fucking lot now, yeah. ain't none of them seem to miss him. No, no, you don't hear. Celtics fans are pining for the Marcus Morris days, you know. No, no, and, and that's a very, thing. Mu- very much a ball stopper. Uh, um, he's made uh, enough stops now as well for you to be like, oh, I mean, even even Keith sticks around. <laughs> even Keith has got a bit more glue to him. Yeah, Pelicans didn't really make any moves. Oh, Zion, we've not talked about Zion. No, what's your impressions been? It's different to watch than anything else in the league that's for sure yep it's, he's like a throwback player yeah it's, it's weird it's, it's weird and they're going to accommodate it. i don't really see how it's sustainable for no nah, it leads to any kind of success it, it doesn't look like real basketball i don't know it's no it's yeah it's like watching i think Barkley if you had a full season larry johnson or something i think if you had a full season without being injured i think john Brandt would still be the rookie of the year I've not seen anything in Zion Williams' game that is in any way He's very efficient, comparable. though. He doesn't need He's many efficient. touches. But fucking to... Williams had a career efficiency of like 82% <laughs> from the floor. Like, it's not like he's efficient because he's dunking. If you know what I mean? Like, Sean Kemp was efficient. But, like, yeah. It's... It is. Uh, it's fun to watch. That game where he just he hit the was it four threes and he's... Yeah, yeah four threes in a row or something. Great, you know. He's, yeah, yeah. He's got no, the it's... timing. He's got that superstar kind of... Yeah, um, they kept sitting him down. It was frustrating. I'll leave him in. Hold Don't want to break him. No. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how long it lasts. But um, yeah, he's a fucking load. He, uh, yeah. he looks heavy. Yeah. <laughs> he does look heavy. He looks, he looks like he's physically dense. Nike like he's made of get those element. jerseys kind of... They, he must have to have a, a bigger girth. I don't know. It's uh, Yeah, he's a fucking load. It looks like he's just made out of, I don't know, fucking granite or something. Yeah. Who else was rumoured to get moved who didn't? Gallinari was kind of Danilo. Miami or obviously. He's p- an old motherfucker though, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, he's he's going to save you. Well, yeah. point to me the places where Danilo Gallinari's made a difference playing yeah. previously. Spurs never trade anyone, do they? They, they look like they're going to miss the playoffs for... Um, 
the first time in uh, is it twenty years, something like that, twenty odd years, or since the uh, Tim Duncan died. Yeah, yeah. Um, Thanks for Timmy. Utah have uh, been winning a lot of games. Yeah, close games. They come good the Bog- second half of the season. Oh, yeah. Always. Danovich hit a big game winner against Houston last night. That was a that was a good game. And, uh, I yeah, think Quinn Schneider's willing to sort of toss off the first part of the se- to try things early on in the season, yeah. and then they kind of come yeah. bring it. To, it's like they've got a good rhythm, yeah, like yeah. a well-oiled cycling team, knowing when to attack yeah. on a stage. Right, lads, we need to pick it up now. Sort yeah, of thing. Um, they made their move sort of earlier in the month. Getting Jordan Clarkson, who's gone off for them. He seems like Isn't a perfect it? fit. I think he got thirty last night off the bench. Um, Mike Conley's kind of worked his way back into the lineup. He was really struggling before the injury and stuff, but yeah. uh, they seem to be kind of finding the balance again. There, Ingles back in the starting lineup, which he's just that sort of second facilitator alongside uh, sort of Donovan and stuff. Which, um, yeah, they're they're going to be a tough out in the playoffs. I think it's yeah. just it, it's always one of them with me though. Have they got the best player in a series? I think that's sometimes where it'll come apart for them. Yeah. I mean, kind of they've had joy. You know, in a few of these series against Oklahoma and stuff in years past. For like year three, I kind of feel like Donovan Mitchell's the same Donovan Mitchell as in year one. I can't say I've watched a ton of their games live this year, so I, I, I don't know. I, I think his efficiency is a little bit better and stuff. But um, yeah, it's a different kind of team now, isn't it? There's mm. a lot more sort of mouths to feed and stuff. And I don't think the pressure's necessarily on him as much. No. Maybe he could, like Damian Lillard, maybe pick his spots a bit more in the playoffs and stuff. And uh, you'd like to see that kind of progression of when to sort of attack and take over yeah. and stuff but he's not the biggest guy though is he? I mean I know Dame isn't but Dame's different isn't he he's kind of like Dame seems to have sort of sussed it attacking the basket when to hit the long three and stuff yeah Donovan Mitchell's not at that level yet is he he's, he's nowhere near no no not at all not at all he, he, I don't think he's got quite the same there's a difference between it's like those guys who, there's loads of guys who come into the league who've got rusty penetration who can take mm. two or three steps and leap and then it's going to be a problem yeah but then that kind of goes, and they don't have that same. I can drive and kick out, or be smart enough to not pick up my dribble, yeah. or get a layup if necessary. That yeah. there's a, there's like another level of Dame's like driving. a more under control sort of Kyrie, isn't he? Yeah, For sort of size wise, and um, he's a lot more efficient with his drives and stuff. Whereas you know Kyrie will try a lot more sort of circus shots. Dame can make them shots, but he'll only do them when it's kind of he's a, such a fucking clever player. You know he's. He really, he really gets his shot blocked. For a guy that size, it's amazingly impressive. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. Speaking of Mr. Irving, uh, of Mr. the usual, Irving. I'll come back, score 50, get injured, and yeah, it's just, yeah, it's been a fucking write-off, hasn't it, for the uh, for the Nets this year. And, uh, Let me ask you this. <laughs> As players who are the same, is, Carrier, is this any different from the Kyrie Irving who was at Cleveland pre-LeBron? I don't think it is now in any no. way, no. And no. what did that Kyrie Irving get? In fact, he's injured even more now. What did so. that Kyrie Irving, as, as the best player on a team, get? Well, he won the... I'll tell you what well, I no. get. <laughs> Multiple <laughs> number one draft picks. Well, yeah, exactly. And nowhere near any kind Anthony of success. Bennett. If, if that's your, if that's your barometer Wiggins. of success, yeah. yeah. it's Yeah, he is great at doing things with a basketball, but that doesn't necessarily translate to being a great basketball player. No, we, we've had this... Uh, conversation yeah. many time uh, just give a big shout out to the Knicks as well for uh, firing their president was it two days <laughs> before the trade deadline you couldn't make it up shout out shout out for this though seems <laughs> like they've actually got a guy who's connected up and knows vaguely what he might be doing it's this Leon Rose agent guy or whatever yeah mm. the uh, yeah the Maasai rumours were 
again, really ill-founded. Yeah, again. I, I but... think he's got bigger fish to fry. I think we could well see him being the next commissioner of the NBA or something before we see him taking over the next. Seriously, mm. I think he's the kind of guy like if Silver decides he's had enough at some point. He, that he'll be like the next in line for something like that. I, I can see that. I'm going to Are the make owners? A bold prediction that's there. the problem, though, isn't it? Are the owners? Are the owners ready for a non-Jewish wine? <laughs> I don't know, but um, he seems to definitely. He wants to get the, the Amari the Amari tip. He definitely seems to <laughs> convert. That'll up his chances. He definitely seems to got the resume for that, though. I could. Um, I don't yeah. know. He's not that much younger than him, so I don't think. But um, yeah, I, I just I don't I don't think he's taking. I don't think he's interested in the Knicks, to be honest. Like no, I don't think anybody is with any no. ounce of sanity. No. Um, I've watched basketball in the last 15 years. Yeah. Right, well, um, we'll have a small break and we'll be right back. Seeing as though the rest of the world's sort of weighed in on uh, Kobe Bryant, obviously the untimely passing and terrible tragedy and lost lives amongst many families and whatnot. Do you want to add anything? A mixed relationship we've had with him in terms of sort of he was never really I don't know, I was never really a massive fan of his style of play and his game. Um I know you you weren't really a massive fan either, but um No. The fucking the fallout and the just the outpouring and stuff are just like not like anything I've ever seen for any no. kind of sportsman. I, I, I don't know. Um, just the whole city, just kind of the whole league, just seemed to sort of shut down for almost a week, didn't it? It was. Uh, I, I can never remember anything like that with the passing of any sports star. It was quite an hour. No, <laughs> to no, be honest, no. Was, I mean, I, I especially the younger generation of NBA. I don't think we will until El Diego pops off either. And then, no, and then you'll see something that's like a different no one scale. Will ever, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a different scale. That's that's, that's yeah, that's millions, that's <laughs> billions, deity people. level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but um, yeah, it was. I was quite taken aback by just how I, I don't know affected, especially the players seem to be and stuff. And um, yeah, it's a biggie. It was um, a shocking uh, turn of events. And uh, it's strange in that he's his legacy is now. Almost untouchable. Yeah. Because of this. I don't think anyone was going to say a bad word, were they? Uh, even though they probably had in the past. I think it was all very reverential and, mm. you know. Um, I thought it was interesting how there were quite a few ex-teammates who it took a few days for them to mm. bring the statement out. And obviously mm. it's different where grief it affects people in completely different ways, but equally, he was a man who had a lot of ex-teammates who... I'm sure would give you that I respect the guy, but I don't like the guy. Yeah. If you know yeah, what I mean. Like, yeah. it's it's strange because it's such a public outpouring for a man who wasn't especially personable. No, I mean, I, I read that Roland Lazenby book. He's um, not Shaq in terms of, like, how yeah, he is with people. Two or three years I mean. ago. And, um, you know, you end up respecting the work he put into his craft and how seriously he took it and yeah. stuff. But after reading that book, you just thought, this guy's just a massive dick. He treated people like shit. He treated... Some of his old family members like shit. He was just a very unpleasant person, and he used the excuse of 
I'm own. Uh, this is the only way I can be if I want to have the success I, I want to have. And stuff. And I don't necessarily agree with that. I mean, no. T- Tim Duncan was very professional and very hardworking and stuff, but he, he didn't. He didn't speak to to people like they were pieces of shit to get there, you know. So there's not I, it doesn't have to be sexual like sexual assault I mean, allegations yeah. on Timmy's name either. And there's that as well, you know. So, so it's it's, yeah. it's a complicated legacy. And I'm um, personally I'm I'm not a big fan of like the way sports will whitewash people's yes, and that's what it is, isn't it? And uh, I I think a lot of a lot of the really troubling aspects of Kobe have been completely glossed over. Yeah. Yeah. Completely there was no over. no mention of it, was there, in any of the reports? No, or, no, you know, no. And, and if you read the police interviews of that sort of report of what went on in Colorado and stuff, it's you know we all make mistakes. It's everyone's allowed to make mistakes as you, and, and he grows a human being, and he's obviously a very good father by all accounts, and you know mm. all about his kids and stuff. But it's it's all part of his story, and it was. I don't know. Some you can't it, pick and choose. It was quite. And that's that. If you know what I mean. It's quite it's nauseating. Some of the a lot press of selective coverage. Selective editing. Uh, it? Yes, it is what I'm trying to say. A lot it's, of um, selective editing. Yeah. Um, I thought John Amici had a really good take on it. Yeah, he. I think he said if he, he could appreciate his utter brilliance and still recognise his flaws, which is probably yeah a good way. to I put think that's it. the best way to sum um, it up, and that's that's a little bit of what um, has you know, been missing. When there's people grieving for their loved ones, it's probably not the time to. Uh, have that debate about it but uh yeah a sad loss obviously um i'll say this just you'd think these billionaires that learn about these fucking helicopters i know yeah what's the rush it's it's yeah it's the it's the lives that are also gone that people yeah. are talking about which is a sad thing because there's a lot there's kids involved other people. people yeah and that kind of gets glossed over through um, hoops. And people just desperately instant to get there you know i oh this is how i feel i don't know it's quite there was a lot of poor taste uh in a lot of the stuff uh and it was kind of a social media in a nutshell yeah. a lot of it was kind of like oh wow this is just fucking wow just like can we just step back here you know yeah no i'm, I'm glad we had it. some distance from yeah. it and i'd hope i'd hope people would be able to listen and appreciate that yeah we're just trying to talk realistic and grown up about yeah. about this situation yeah. and it's not about Kobe hating or anything like no, that. No, no, no. It's it, it's about a, acknowledging a, a human being with yeah. good and bad traits and it's always not. And as a player, good and bad traits as well. I mean, he was, yeah. I was never a fan of the hero ball and a lot of his game was that. It was, I'm doing it my way, fuck the way you want to do it and I don't know, it's people compare him to Jordan and stuff and there's a lot of I definitely think Michael Jordan was definitely more of a team player. I think, I don't know. I think my problem was he was always an ersatz Jordan. Yeah. It, it was always a simulation, a copy of yeah. the sort of bits of Mike's game. Yeah. I thought I thought early Kobe was better. Froby, as it were, was yeah. was peak Kobe for me. Yeah, early Froby. They changed the number and it all went. Mm. Yeah, he was so desperate to be sort of recognised and not needing Shaquille O'Neal that it kind of became a different thing and people forget a lot of the shit where you know he was quite open to leaving the lakers and stuff unless he got his own way and he was mm. he very worked them he, he worked the lakers to get what he wanted didn't he a lot of the times mm. you know with a contract lay on and stuff and just yeah i don't know obviously a massive loss for basketball fans and stuff i mean one of the things i always i always find interesting is that it's not like he seemingly had it seems like he was like mj in that if he does 
come into basketball or whatever his contribution later on might be, it's not necessarily going to be especially public. So I always find it confusing. It's not like Reggie Lewis, who died during his career. There's yeah. a lot of what could have, would have, yeah, yeah, yeah. should have been. Like Kobe, Kobe's time had, had ended. Yeah. So for, for all intents and purposes, how people knew Kobe, what he gave to Kobe, what Kobe gave them, that relationship was was, was sort of ended, and that's and that's I, I think, I think that's that's what's led to the sort of outpouring. People wanted a a way to acknowledge what yeah, he meant yeah, to yeah, them yeah, over yeah, the yeah. years, yeah, yeah. more than I think that comes with the suddenness sort of, of the death and stuff. And, and you know, we're humans; we don't like to think about mortality. Mm. Lest, w- lest we think about our own and what's yeah. scarier than thinking about your own de- yeah, ultimate yeah. demise, inevitable as it is. I still won't forgive him for <laughs> overshadowing the Warriors' 73 <laughs> win night on my 40th birthday by fucking racking up 60 <laughs> against um, Utah in a meaningless game. So, uh, yeah, thanks again for that, Kobe. <laughs> an, admirable, um, an admirable will. Yes. Would be my, my observation. Will worthy of admiration. <laughs> yeah, R.I.P. Kobe and all that. Um, right, we're gonna have a small break and we're mm. uh, we're gonna dip into the uh, the DeLorean, uh, eighty-eight mile an hour, and the pick a roll time machine and take you back to uh, nineteen ninety-two. We'll be right back. And music were better. <laughs> I'm officially middle aged. I caught myself saying the other day, music were way better when I were alive. going to be the first of a new throwback series we're going to do um in line with the youtube channel yes if you checked out our youtube channel we know it's chock you'll know it's chock full of hundreds of old school games and stuff so uh, if you haven't then do that yes www.pickandrolluk.com the youtube channel pick and roll uk like comment subscribe i think that's what they say on the youtubes yes what of youtube it's your boy i know some of you've been worried about my, my skincare routine oh <laughs> yeah like, comment, subscribe. Hit that bell for notifications. Yeah. We're going to take you back to 1992, Gavin. 1992. And, um, pick this game because it's kind of... You picked it, actually. Yep. Um, because it involves two teams very close to our hearts. Yep. Um, and developed our love for basketball following these two teams. It's uh, it's the 1992 playoffs. First round. West. My Golden State Warriors uh, against... The Seattle Supersonics. Seattle Super, 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 Supersonics. No longer with us, obviously. Who were very much a team of your youth. Very. This, this, this was the team that made this. This team is the reason I'm sat here now talking about yes. basketball. So I'll set the scene. April thirtieth, nineteen ninety two. Have we got albums that have been dropped that year? Tunes. I'm thinking. Oh well. I mean, I'm just doing my GCSEs. Sixteen years old. Sort of. Easter '92. I'm thinking Pete Rock's "They Reminisce Over You." That was a big Double tune. Double right Yeah, uh, Gangstar Dwick. That was a big tune around then. Easter sort of '92. Very, very much Pete Rock and Premier Heavy sort of back then, wasn't mm. it? Um, it was. Yeah, 
yeah, the movie Juice, possibly. Was that that summer? I don't know. White Men Can't Jump. Yeah, 92 summer. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, so lots of main source, stuff like that. Cycling shorts. This is where we are. Cypress Hill. Cypress Hill, massive. Um, I just lost Crossed my over. I just lost my virginity. So <laughs> Wednesday had just finished third uh, under Trevor Francis. Um, Tricky Trevor finished third in the league. Ersty banging eighteen in. Oh, peak um, peak Wednesday. Leeds won the old. This was the last yeah. first division before the Premier League. Uh, this is how far back we're going here. Leeds won the title. Man U second. Wednesday third. We're right in it. Up right until the la- second to last yeah, day. Yeah. Second to last match day. So, uh, the glory days here. Glorious, glorious days for sport. Uh, John Major just been elected prime minister again, or well, for the first. What time. could have gone wrong? What could possibly go wrong? Dream Team was on the horizon. Yeah, last summer, 92. The Olympics. Bulls were on the way to repeating as champs. Uh, so it's just peak MJ. Peak, peak MJ. Um, which I think, which I think was part of the reason I was so excited for this. Yeah, because basketball was on a high. This was. But when you watch really like screen up. sport, it was invariably. The Bulls versus whoever. Yes. The Bulls. It, there were very few Western Conference games. Shows. Yeah, yeah. But you'd get glimpses. You'd get NBA action on. NBA you... action. I'd, I'd seen the Supersonics team. Yes. I, I'd wanted yeah. to see more. Yeah. And and this was my this. I think this may have well been my first full like. I watch. I'm up. I've got shitloads of coke. I'm staying up till <laughs> four a.m. It, it was Coca Cola in those days. These days I the might need all the cokes. Yeah. The LA riots. The night before this game. Yeah, just taking so, place. There's a lot going on. I remember kind of walking up to Rollins and Youth Club in Sheffield as the riots were going on, people talking about the riots. So this is very clear seeing, memories of this I remember time. seeing the footage of Rodney King. Yeah. Um, so this is after the acquittal, obviously, of the police officers in the Rodney King trial. And obviously it was like two or three days of rioting. Very wrongly acquitted of any wrongdoing yes. when quite um, clearly taking it in a, turns. There's a good documentary just come out about it, actually, um, which yeah. is well worth yeah. watching. Um, so um, on this backdrop, I think the Lakers-Portland game possibly got moved to Vegas. I think it did, didn't it? Yeah, I think oh, the Clippers... It's only got abandoned from the forum. Yeah, because, well, the Clippers-Utah game. The forum game, was literally... Right in the... Yeah, right yeah, in the hood at that point. Yeah, uh, I think the Clippers-Utah game got moved to another Coliseum. Uh, Anaheim, I think. Mm. Um, and I don't know where Anaheim is. I've heard of it. It's kind of... I never uh, know whereabouts it is. I can't point to it on a map. Orange County... Kind of south, right? Okay, southeast LA kind of thing. Yeah, you're not missing much. So yeah, on this bike drop, April thirtieth, ninety two, the Golden State Warriors visiting Seattle at what would be Key Arena. At that point, it wasn't though, was it? It was called the Seattle Center Coliseum. I think yeah, they the Coliseum. It, they had they? a yeah. different graphic on the the old school. Um, so quite a tight floor, arena, yeah. sort of fourteen thousand packed in there. Not a huge place, but atmosphere is electric, and yes. you know, once the crowd get going and stuff. Um, the Warriors on the eve of that season. If we just set the scene here, they they traded Mitch Richmond, breaking up the run the TMC, the run TMC. Uh, trio. And this is why this sort of season sticks in the memory. I was just like, I just got into this team. You know, you see on NBA action, catching the odd game, thinking, fucking hell, they've got like three twenty odd point scorers. Like this, this team's ridiculous. It was run and gun, you know. And for some reason, Don Nelson thought they needed size and rebounding. So on the eve of the season, as they were boarding the bus for the first game in Denver, they traded uh, Mitch Richmond for Billy Owens from Sacramento, who's like a high draft pick yeah. for them last year, that year. Um, like a 6-9 small forward, sort of combo forward, thinking he'd help out with rebounding and scoring. And 
backfired massively <laughs> over the next few years. It was kind of he wasn't Mitch Richmond. Richmond went on to be like a six-time All Star in Sacramento, and um, but he was properly gutted um, mm. about the trade. And Mullin was gutted, and I remember Don Nelson saying it was like the hardest decision he's ever made. As sort of, I think he was GM strokes or coach at that time and stuff. And yeah, an old-looking Don Nelson. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, broke up the run TMC. Um, Sort of trio. Uh, Seattle were um, got young Gary Payton. Really young Gary Payton. Yeah. Um, and Kemper just sort of exploded. Yeah, he was just sort of coming into his own as sort of starting for them and putting up sort of big numbers. Well, not big numbers because they didn't. George Cole didn't tend to play his guy a lot of minutes. He was a very sort of veteran yeah. laden squad, wasn't it? Was it was a veteran heavy squad. Yeah. Eddie Johnson, Ricky Pierce, Nate uh, McMillan. Yeah, Nate McMillan, who was kind of. In his fourth or fifth year by then, yeah. uh, Derek McKee. Derek McKee. So, um, fucking had a lot Derek of players. McKee. Yeah. How good would he have been nowadays, by the way? Derek McKee. He's well underrated. Long arms, kind of 6'9. Like like ben Simmons small with a forward. shot. Yeah. Who could handle the ball yeah, yeah. a bit. He could dribble. Like ben Simmons with a shot. So, yeah, this is game four, right? Yes, this is game four of the series. The Warriors had won sort of 55 games that year with a three seed. They had the best offense in the league. That's why I love this team. Mm. They were like scoring like 118 a game. Um, but they had the worst defense in the league, so that was a problem. Yeah, and this is why I couldn't understand why they traded Richmond because he was a really good sort of defensive guard as well. Yeah, he was a good um, on ball defender. Yeah, and um, they kind of lost that. They did very much. Uh, um, they missed. The, they missed that. The Sonics heavy. won forty-seven games that year. They were the six seed, so they're very much the underdogs coming yes. into this game. Had the tenth best offense, thirteenth best sort of defense. So a bit more a balanced team, really. They sort of had a lot of long, sort of wily, sort of veteran guys who could you know defend their position yeah. so for the Warriors were quite a small team really um, oh yeah no this is small ball yeah um, this with, is small ball way before people get called it small ball yeah this was Nelly's thing wasn't it that's why he got a lot of criticism in the press like you need someone big you need to have a centre but get a centre don't get Billy Owens yeah. you know he's not he's just another tweener kind of thing so they got Mario Ellie on his team yep. Alton Lister Alton Lister who was who an ex-Sonic it? yep there's a lot of backstory with this six. 89 draft um they traded the uh, the Warriors traded the number sixteen pick to Seattle for uh, ended up the pick the Warriors traded to yeah. uh, Seattle ended up being the number two pick which they got Gary Payton yeah. with so it's just like there's narrative on narrative all over the shop it's and George Carl being the ex Warriors coach yeah. as well it's just there's so many little subplots in this yeah. game and stuff it's um, there was a lot to this one yeah the uh, Seattle won the first game of the series and then Golden State pulled one back. Um, at home to make it 1-1. In game two, Lister and Kemp get into it. Yes. Um, sort of late. There's sort of some handbags and fisticuffs on the baseline. Nothing sort of major, but tone was sort of set yeah. for sort of what was to come uh, in game four. There's double technicals and stuff. You did get the players that got tossed nowadays for that kind of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lots you know, of... it, it very much just handbags and stuff. But, um, you know, we'll come back to sort of... This was very much a scene setter for what, what would come in game four. Um, Foreshadowing. Yes. Shadowing uh, for what what was about to come. Game three was a very a close one. Seattle taking it one twenty nine, one twenty eight. High scoring games. Yes. These, by the way, like if everyone thinks just nineties basketball was like Pacers, Bulls, and sort of boring, you you know ninety eight, ninety games, and it, it was. This is why we no. love these teams. Well, well, the, they first, were like, the, the West Coast was the first far more thing exciting, you notice about yeah. it is you watch this game. It's uh, it's the fastest it's game of basketball yeah, yeah. you will ever see. Yeah, yeah. You will ever see if. If D'Antoni's sons were seven seconds or left in this iteration of the yeah. of the Sonics, Carl sent them out that night 
five seconds or less, like as fast as you can. Well, Peyton Everybody. wanted to push the ball. He wanted alley oops. He wanted yep. to push it. Tim Hardaway's of the same mind. You know, if you, he'd, he'd ram it down, he'd throw it. He'll pull up for a three. And um, so they were very, you know, aggressive. I also feel that I also feel that when you watch it, that this was this was the best. Like Carl had identified that fast break basketball was how you killed Chris Mullen. Yeah. You caught him in the spin cycle. Yeah. He was always in the never look. Not the quickest was, on his feet. His feet were so slow. So yeah. if he's having to, unless he's cherry picking, which would have been the smart thing for the Warriors yeah. to do, just, just mm. you just fucking stay in the corner the whole mm. time. But he got injured at the end of the regular season. Yeah. And he was very much series. hobbling. Yeah, and yeah. He I mean, just he was, had no movement. So he, he was just a non-factor. When uh, he was on the court, they made it so he was, yeah, just stuck, yeah. like turning around always in mid-court. Yeah. He, was, he was fucked. Yeah. Game three in this series was where um, the famous Ali Payton to Kemp where he swings on the rim. Yep. And uh, Kevin Calabro, the commentator, will come on to... Is it, you know, the Rain Man? Uh, and just that's, that's iconic. That's apparently where the name came from, yeah, isn't it, as well? Iconic sort of NBA moment. Um. Turns the corner, pick and roll, Asimov for three. Get out of there, it will. Ball rebounded, tapped away, McMillan to McKee. Up to Gary Payton. Lead pass to Kemp Hill. Play it down. What a lob. Whoa, Gary Payton with a lob ahead to Kemp. He went airborne, defied gravity. Lead it down with two hands, baby. Foul on the play. He will go to the line. 126, 124, 58 seconds remaining. What a play! The rain man has struck. But yeah, Calabro and Blob, um, Bob Blackburn on the on the simulcast, which I really like because it's the radio commentary yeah. with the pictures. So you you really get the descriptive sort of commentary of sort of what's happening. And They're stuff. not being very, lazy. No, no, yeah. no. You're getting the full, you know, it's not like Mark Jackson talking about, you know, fucking Jesus or whatever, you know, they're actually talking Jesus about Jesus and fatherhood. Happening. Yeah, they're actually talking about what's going on in the court. He sired some children, so there's a place in God's kingdom. <laughs> exactly. Hell of a father. Hell, Hell of a, a father. Hell of a father. So, Hell of a father. Uh, Kevin Clabber, now the Blazers commentator as well. Yes, so yes. You, you've kind of had that nice he's continuation. Uh, but he's kind of like a... Like North a Rodney West Dangerfield Stolfo. character on these commentaries, though. It's like, yeah. it's like he's commentating on wrestling. He's so, you know, he really... He appreciated the job, yeah, though, was to yeah. play the game up. He, he gets amped into it. He's like, the crowd are into it. Look at the the crowd's got, you know, he's really... Oh, dark. my! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just absolutely loving it. And you feel pumped just watching yeah. it, you know. Um, it's so different to kind of any of the commentators. The sort nowadays. of lazy played down, listening yeah. to Jeff complain about shit. Yeah, he kind of paints pictures, obviously, for the radio crowd and stuff, so it makes it sort of, there's some real iconic sort of commentary moments on there and stuff. Jeff's sure. moaning that he's seen some woman, who, some lady who didn't want to come to the game looking at her phone. <laughs> why, why are you coming to the game if you're just going to look at and This is what I don't like about the modern world, is um, technology. Sartorially, as well in this game, two classic sort of uniforms. Ooh, classic um, uniforms. Classic. Classic cuts as white. well, I'm going to say, on these um, uniforms. With the white and green um, ca- uh, Sonics jersey. Uh, and the Warriors, sort of classic blue. With classic the yellow, blue and the yellow. Probably the best two jerseys for both those teams, really, I think. Yeah. George Carl had a nice Sonics time with a space needle yes, on. Yes, yes, with a space needle that? on, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's quite a nice touch. Playing to his Yeah, and just all that crowd. stuff, like Nate McMillan's interview Pope a pre-game, and he's got, like, the Sonics champion jersey with his sort of number on. So they're fucking just really nice. Yeah. Sort of old-school stuff. Gary Payton with his little mini high top. Mini high top, the high yeah. top Payton. It was good. Sartorial as well. All the players on both teams got black sneakers on. Yes. I love that when they all just kind of had, had. You had to pick white or black, didn't white you? White or black. Team and you all had to have the same colour. The black sneaker thing really took off sort of early 90s, didn't it? With the Fab Five and stuff. And um, it just looks good. I don't like it now with them. You fucking dickheads wearing odd coloured. 
sneakers and stuff. I don't, I don't know. Still I, I kind of like. I know you. I don't want to be angry, yeah. old man, shaking fist at Claire. But you know, it's just moves on. I kind of like. I'm glad the that players and, get to express themselves. But no arm so. sleeves in sight. No leg compressions. Everyone's yeah. just got shorts on. A vest, you know. There's not. A, yep. Uh, Eddie Johnson's got his middle leg socks on and stuff. Guy national anthem kicks it off. Guy on the saxophone. Always oh, like a saxophone. Oh, national it's anthem. Like Kenny G. Always oh, far better. It's bit, fucking amazing. Bit funkier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's. that's just for a, just for a comp. Um, so yeah, I mean, stars galore, Hall of Famers galore. Hardaway and Mullin would be on the All Star team that year. Mullin would be on the Dream Team. Kemp would be like an All Star for years to come after this, as, as would Peyton. Kemp's twenty two at this stage. People forget what a rebounder he was. Yeah, it's all over the shop, wasn't he? It's like Kevin Clark, but it's all over that rebound, like a cheap suit. You yeah. know, it's just like springy. It's just, yeah, so springy. Sort of a lighter Zion, if you will, because yeah, he wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, he's bigger, and longer. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's legit six ten. Yeah, no, the, you, know, you so watch him and like the athletic. That ball would go up and he'd be up again. You it's know. a word people over overuse in in sports commentary in those things, mm. but like the athleticism is fucking yeah. amazing. Yeah. He's probably the most electric amazing kind of player I've, I've ever seen in terms of sort. Of, I mean, he's, he's like Vince, early Vince and stuff. But yeah, Sean Kemp was. That it's that level. level. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. that and level bigger, in terms you know. of like six <laughs> ten, a human know. outlier. Yeah. To be 6'10 and me that quick with a pigeon-toed gait and stuff was just um, just ridiculous. Yeah, Mario Ellie as well. It was nice to see Mario. Yeah, yeah. The Jedi That's why I always there. loved Mario from the early Warriors team. He has like three or four proper fucking dunks in this game as well. Like, <laughs> Starts like, off with some savage Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, straight the off the bat. first play is like, yeah. Off. yeah, yeah. He, uh, he gets out the gate it, uh, early and uh, Hardaway's come to play as well. He... It's a few early threes. He attempts 13 threes in this game. Yes. Which is bonkers. For, for the time. Era. Absolutely bonkers. I'm going to say this as well. Oh, you, I forgot how I forgot about it, but Tim Hardaway has the best handle He's I've ever seen. A joke. Well, that's why I fell in love with this, these players, his team, him and Mullen. And like it's, it was a joke. It's just slow motion. Yeah. He sort of goes where he wants, yeah, when he yeah. wants, and his, his handle, there's nothing superfluous about no. his handle. He's crossing you through yeah, backwards, yeah. and he'll put it behind his back and then through his legs. Yeah, there's like not the like U-tip a load of different moves. It's, like, not pointless. it's not like Kyrie or anything. It's just his, his centre of gravity is so low, and he's... And he's so strong. Yeah. It's like, I think the closest comparison I could probably think is Kemba Walker, but he, he but he was stockier. He was stronger than Kemba. He didn't break anybody. None of this breaking yeah. people down either. No, no, he, he just, just did go it. Past you. No, he just did it and he was gone. Yeah, and just that was it. You. There was yeah, no, yeah. Was there was no wasted fucking three seconds. It's not like Harden stood there, you know, yeah. he was like, like he's off. Kyrie know. Irving. <laughs> and one mix mo- mixtape moves. No, it's it's yeah, an so, amazing uh, handle. He also had, and this is another thing that's really underappreciated. In that he could sort of kick out, he could he could catch and kick sort of mid stride. Yeah, yeah. So he he would be like firing him out from his belly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. He bounced up, he'd be firing it out. There's like, a lot of those old plays you'd see on the action where he was like mid mid air, about and to drive kind of, in, and he just yeah, yeah, yeah. boom, yeah, yeah, just kick it out to the to the man yeah, on the room. It was a fucking um, amazing play. But yeah, he has ten quick points. The Warriors get up to sort of an early twenty two thirteen lead. Yeah, halfway through first quarter, and then the Sonics kind of. Get back into it, um, and, then, and you know, just every time they grab a rebound, the Sonics are just yeah, yeah. beeline for the basket. Peyton just wants it's to get pushing it at a right pace. Um, and the Warriors just they couldn't count with Kemp. They're just throwing body after body at him. I think Tyler yeah. Ongill comes in yeah, for a they bit. They just keep trying. Uh, Gatling comes in. They're just trying to get anyone just to try and contain him because um, Billy Owens hasn't got fucking prayer uh, or a Lister. Bless him. They couldn't contain him. Um, he has a couple of sort of early chances at yeah. Pop, like, Dunks and like I think second quarter he just misses out on, um, 
and then it happens. The inbounds pass comes to Hardaway, slides it across the key to Marcelona, set fix, now takes the 18 footer, rolls off, rebounds, jumps with one hand, turns and wheels it to Gary. Here the Sonics get a chance to take the lead again, clears left side, works on Hardaway to the baseline, slapped away from behind, Ricky goes back to get it, fires it cross court, Kent's got it right up into the alley, about bless him he gets baptized <laughs> yeah. um, he kind of he grabs a rebound uh, off a warriors miss i think marcellunis misses a jump shot and outlets to payton who sort of kind of hustles across half court and he passes it to ricky pierce on the wing for some reason he's kind of ricky pierce dribbles into the left-hand corner yeah and the warriors kind of trap him with a double team he just throws this wild pass over his head uh, to Kemp, who's kind of sauntered over just, half court, just, just lurking, um, and it kind of ball kind of goes behind him, so he kind of yeah. reaches back to sort of where the three point line is. Um, it takes control of the ball and just takes one dribble just inside the three point line. Billy Owen kind of plays some half ass matador defense, yeah. sort of waves him through. Chris Mullin sort of thinks about getting involved and then just politely sort of steps out of the way, and uh, which leaf leaves it leaves yeah. a, a straight route. Oh. <laughs> There's a target. It kind of just takes two steps, cocks the ball back in his right hand and just fucking unloads on Alton Lister, who's just stuck. It's a weird gather as well. It's yeah, like a running back gather. He kind of cups it, doesn't he, yeah, in the he arm? Yeah, like he cups it underneath. Yeah. And and it's, uh, it's like a running back It's like on his gather. wrist kind of thing. Like yeah, yeah. travel. Yeah. The first time, you have to watch it a few yeah, times yeah. before you're like, no, actually, that's a weird, yeah. Um, and Alton Lister, bless him, who's just stood in the restricted zone, just gets knocked on his arse. <laughs> slides out of frame. Slides yeah. out of frame, backwards um, on his ass. Yeah, and then to add insult to injury, Kemp kind of just gets down, gives him both barrels with six the fingers. Guns, the six uh, guns. The six <laughs> guns. <laughs> <laughs> <He's> fucking... Bang, bang! <laughs> <laughs> oh, kiss, kiss, bang, bang. It's, uh... Uh, points it and then just runs back up the court, so punching his fist in the air. And uh, you did, did be technicals all over for yes. today. Yes. That's what I love about this it's era of NBA. Yeah, he'd have been absolutely unsportsmanlike conduct. But Kevin Calabro is going fucking, absolutely fucking hog wild at Sonics this point. Sonics fans are at that yeah. point. Um, Tomahawk jam, all that. Mark's a shift as well. Um, Mark's a shift in that game. It's, yeah. It is one of them where a big play can change everything. Yeah. I remember just before that, don't Kevin Calabro, he says a blister. He plays like he's got anvils tied to his feet. <laughs> <laughs> Went down like he had anvils tied to his feet as well. <laughs> Which I thought was amazing. Um, he's like a felled tree. But yeah, he commentates on it like he's wrestling or something. Yeah. He's so animated. He's just, um, yeah, it's like brilliant. a felled tree. But yeah, one of the just moments of why I love basketball. Just a fucking a moment of my childhood. That yeah, ah, so satisfying. That was, was a Warriors fan. I was the like, Sonics, fuck it, that's that amazing. Was it. The like, Sonics that, were it that, for that. That was it. Yeah. Um, this was kind of like five minutes ago in the second quarter. And like, is it this game or the next game where, going crazy. where actually Kemp was, puts well, another one on him? And, well, this was the final game and, of the series. And all he it? could, all Lister could do is is is, is give him a, give him five. No, that's um, is that game. It's the same game. This, yeah, I'll come on to it. Um, under a minute to go in the first half, uh, Gatlin blocks Nate McMillan. Yeah, and Kemp scoops it up and just unloads like a nasty right-handed power dunk uh, on Gatlin. Yeah. Stares at him. Gatlin just gives him daft yeah! respect. Like, it looks like it's going to be a yeah, moment, yeah. and he can't do nothing. And he just Chris Gatlin's down. just like, fair enough, you got me there. Got me there, bro. I was just like, this That's can't get any better. Yeah, yeah, another moment. Yes, yeah, <sighs> incredible. Um, yeah, Chris Gatlin with that big scar on his head. He had like a nasty accident. Yeah, yeah. Or 
Yeah, he's had his moments as well. <laughs> he got locked up a few years ago for fraud. But the cacophony of fucking noise in, ki- in the you know Seattle Coliseum by this point. It's um, the last game of this. Well, it's Sonics could go through it. Yeah, Sonics stitching upset. it up. The underdogs. Um, so they're up. Sort of. They're down down two at half time. Hardaway had seventeen, but um, they missed a lot of free throws. I think. Yeah, Mullen was. Just like eight for fifteen for the game, and Mullin was just hobbled. You could see yeah. he just wasn't at the races. I mean, he was like the third highest scoring player in the league that year, yeah. behind like but Jordan and Malone. He was, it was one know, of them. How do you take yeah. him off? But he, like, he shouldn't have been on the court when like, you're watching he's, it. He's like ten points below his sort of average for the season. Whereas Kemp sort of elevated his game in the playoffs. He was like a twenty six twenty game or something. Yeah, when you watch like it. he averages like you know twenty and sixteen for the series or something. Michael Cage's fucking Jericho ass makes an appearance. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Michael Cage fucks fucking up sometimes. Him. I never like. Still him. hate him now because he's the OKC commentator. So oh, you turncoat bastard. Fuck it. He's the biggest fucking homer ever as well. I can't stand him. But uh, yeah, anyway. Getting his bread boiled. Yeah. So yeah, uh, third quarter the Sonics sort of. It's still really tight. Eighty-eight, eighty-six at the sort of end of the third quarter. Warriors gone a bit of a ten-zero run. Uh, Mario Eli has that coast-to-coast dunk as yes. well, which is fucking incredible. And yeah, he has two or three savage yeah, dunks. Yeah, like really, game. like fucking get savage dunks. Reminds me of J.R. Smith, the way he kind of really just seems to jump fucking about 10 yards and then just two handed kind of dunks. Like Miles Bridges or something. Yeah, like travel yeah. He distance. Could, he could, it's uh, not just vertical. No, no, he could really fucking you know, Leap. take off from the way out. Yeah, yeah Mario yeah, yeah. was underrated with his hops, man. He's kind of mo- known for being like a th- 3 and D guy with yeah. trying to win the titles with San Antonio. He used to Well, be. that's it, isn't it? People remember him later on in his career. Yeah, this is why I always loved him. He was. Uh, he was good. Sonics are up 105, 100. With sort of four minutes remaining. Um, Gary Payton had gone on a tear at this point. Payton sort of really he stepped up over. his game. Yeah, he took he over kind of like the third quarter. It was takes like a over. Spurt. Yeah, yeah, where he sort of, okay. It really was a bit of a coming out party for him, wasn't it? He was it, really game? quiet. He's yeah. quiet in the yeah, first yeah, half. Yeah. He pushes him, but doesn't take many shots. It definitely at wasn't all. his team at this point. He was still kind of the young guy, um, but you could really see he was really stamping his authority on And his George Carl kept pulling him and putting yeah. in Pierce and McMillan. That there. Yeah. It's really heavy with those two in the first half. Yeah, and Hardaway hits like a buzzer beating three, about three minutes ago. So it's really close. Um, then Mullin down a stretch. He kind of, he just, he kind of laid on his belly on the sideline yeah, like yeah. Larry Bird style with yeah, bad yeah. back. He just, just fucked. So um, Sarunis, Marshall Ennis kind of steps it up and goes on a lot of drives to baskets and stuff. And um, Knee first drives into people's chests. Yeah, there's no... Uh, dirty, dirty w- motherfucker. Watch out, women and children. He's coming through with uh, his all arms and legs, wasn't he? Yeah. Just one of those, I'll drive with my knee into yeah. your chest. Um, Are you even going to take the charge or, like, and get hurt doing it? That's it. I... When uh, we had Renato Laranja on the podcast, uh, he, uh, he commented, yes. he looks like a cop. He very yeah. much did at this stage. That reminds well. me of. He, he had Jackie Moon's game. Yeah, he did. <laughs> All the famous <laughs> Lunas, Marshall Lewis were talking about him. <laughs> <laughs> Even the fucking stiff. You know what I mean? But, yeah. But, ooh, he played on the margins of yeah. what was... He was so physical, yeah. wasn't he? Um, but, yeah, Sarunas... Um, he had, he had a big him. court. He always like, had a habit against the Sonics. Yeah, good. He was, if he wasn't on your team, it was horrible. To he ended, another one ended up on the Sonics. Yeah. He's got this so much sort of lap over here. But, um, That's but, why. Uh, Peyton, yeah, he. Um, I think he makes sort of one or two free throws to put the Sonics up. I think it's 117, 113, with about eight seconds to go. Um, was Sarunis hits that uh, three-pointer with about four seconds to yeah. go from the sort of out-of-bounds play. Uh, so it's a one-point game with, like, five seconds left. Um, they inbound. Ricky Pierce, great free-throw shooter. They foul him. He nails two, and um, 
Hardaway has a half, half court heave, uh, and that's and that's it. The that's up, it. The fucking yeah. The uh, the upset uh, the upset's done. And the upset's done, and um, the Sonics would move on um, to lose to the Utah Jazz in the next round. But it was kind of everybody lost to the Utah Jazz in the next round. Yeah, it was a uh, that was this peak Stockton and Malone. Well, this was the peak of this kind of Warriors kind of group. Really, yeah. they never really. Got over the hump with this Hardaway Mullin sort of, and this group. is also where the and Sonics this is where the Sonics took off. So galvanized. Yeah, it was two franchises after this different game trajectories completely yeah. went in different directions. Um, um, what are your takeaways, kind of stylistically from this game, of just watching it compared to basketball now? I mean, uh, it was so fast. Yeah. And so furious. Lots of limbs flying around. And so it? exciting. Yeah, lots the, of lots That's kind of why to make the joke earlier about... It slows down in playoffs. <laughs> because that's just bullshit from people who this sat and watched pistons and balls pound the floor forever. It's so really. little, so many calls that don't get called, which would get called nowadays, like contacting the paint, yep. going for rebounds and yep. stuff. It's like, there's so much going on, yeah. There's, there's hands on asses the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just a battle of strength as well. A lot of the time, yes. just who's going to get the ball, like who wants to rebound more and stuff. There's a lot, of, a lot more contact. Yeah, physicality yeah. W- was a factor in that. Yeah. The length just of the bodies Sonics, hitting the floor. The length of the Sonics over. was really, yeah. really important, and that's what yeah. they did. They just crashed them at the offensive boards, yeah. charged at the court, and crashed Some the boards. units as well. Like Michael Cage looked like action man. He was a fucking. He was yeah. built like a wardrobe, like shoulders and stuff. Just big youths like that. Just big use. I, I tell you what, m- m- the most interesting takeout away I saw from it was. Like you said, Hardaway shot a lot of threes. Yeah, yeah. Not, not was it like not even a second for Dana Barros? No, he didn't even get on the court in this didn't game. He, he did court. in the series, but not in this game. Yeah, yeah. And he was a prolific three point shooter as well. One of the greatest ever. Yeah, yeah, he was ridiculous. So I, I found that's quite strange. He's like a cheat code on them as old yeah, yeah, games yeah. and stuff. It was like you could score from anywhere with him. But three. he quite li- it's like he quite literally like that was the yeah. plan. To, it was like to win, we have to nullify Mullen. And yeah. to nullify Mullen, we've yeah. got to pay play just at a pace that he yeah. can't sustain for ten minutes, let alone a yeah. full game. Just Kemp's my same okay, main takeaway there. Just watching him, he's like a coil spring. You just yeah. watch it and think he's gonna fucking do something amazing any minute now. It's like it's just a matter of time before he just gets that little look where he's just no one can stop him because he was just that he's just such a ball of energy, wasn't he? He was just I, I think it's one of those things where um there's quite a few players on that who so there's quite a lot of a lot of former greats from that era who I don't think would get no play in the league today. But in Hardaway well, Kemp would be shooting three Kemp now. Yeah, yeah. and Peyton, yeah, yeah. there were three players that sort of s- were setting the prototype for what yeah. players are now, what the league mm. became in terms of that. And all three of those could slot in and be all stars today. I, I if you know if if yeah. they were that age. Mullin with his shooting as well, I think. Mullen with his shooting, yeah. he'd be a Joe Ingles type. Yeah. I, yeah. I think the game has changed enough to sort of diminish his sort of the way yeah. he can fit in. And I think yeah. that was the start of it where pace, 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 yeah. pace. And I think that, yeah, the likes of Mike D'Antoni were watching that and scribbling in their little playbooks. So that that th- that is the sort of way, mm. yeah, as you were saying, the score lines were the sort of score lines we see today. Yeah. Whereas the rest of the league was putting in 76, 89s at times. Yeah. I really like the camera angle in the Seattle, the old Kirin as well. It was quite, quite high. Quite high, yeah. yeah. So you got a really good view in it. And just the... I like the colours, the, the way that the telefeed, the yeah. local telefeed yeah, kind yeah, of washes yeah. it out yeah. and makes it seem 
further. That and was one of the reasons they seemed so far away yeah. from me. And just the organ music as well, instead of the constant music now. You yeah. Know, you just got the, it just, I don't know, the tempo just seemed a lot better and stuff. Instead of being blasted. Yeah, yeah. The um, cheerleaders is oh, far yeah. more innocent. Yeah, and yeah. And cheerleading. Yeah, actually got clothing on. They're out stuff. leading the, yeah. the crowd. Like oh, this, they don't just come out. Into to, it all. Yeah, yeah, they don't just come out to do some routines. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah, a bit yeah. of that, but it's, it's, actually just, yeah. it's much more sort yeah, of naive. Yeah. Yeah, the wor- Warriors' lack of size was just what did them in the end. You can see why they drafted Weber, uh, you know. Yeah, but yeah, no, it was it. Was, yeah, if you haven't watched this one, only one foreign, only one foreign player on the floor as well, which obviously Different a big shift days, nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's quite regular in those days, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, if you've not watched this game, and you you've uh, that maybe have some preconceptions about basketball from the early nineties. Yeah, it definitely wasn't very that. much it was very it exciting. Out. Yeah, it's as exciting a game of basketball as you will watch. Yeah, there are more dunks. It's end to end, isn't it? It's there like are a, there are more dunks. like a heavyweight yeah. fight. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. are more dunks in this game than you will think. There and is, yeah. There are literal than, than you will get in a game now. There mm. are literally like Hall of Fame players going at it. Mm. In Interesting little. It's, uh, it's a really really good game. Oh, this Hall of Fame is all the young young. Yeah, Jules. Uh, George Carlson, Kobe Cole, a ball boy in this game as well. You can just see. Yeah. He went on to play four games for the Warriors in 2009. Uh-huh. So, uh, now the Lakers D-League coach. So, yeah. There little, you go. Little spotters both there. And the aftermath, the Sonics were on the rise. As I said, the Warriors, so this was the peak. Um, um, they improved the next year, didn't they? Um, they were the three seeds. Yeah. Yep. Um, Kemp, and Kemp made his first All-Star game. They traded for Sam Perkins, and this was kind of the start of that team that would... Uh, yeah. Sort of be one of the best teams in the West and for it was years the key to come. For yeah, the Indiana trade, yeah, um, for uh, and then got Kendall Gill from Charlotte, didn't they? Um, but this was the was it ninety three, ninety four. They yeah. lost to Denver when oh, they, you know, they, they were the first seed. They won, won sixty three games yeah. and then um, upset by Denver the season after that. They every time, every time you watch the first round of the playoffs. When when they're showing that game, <laughs> oh, it's the Warriors versus the Kings. It was just scraped in or whatever. They'll they'll mention the time that Denver upset yeah. the ninety four ninety five Sarunas on the Sonics. And the Sonics um, then Peyton Sh- uh, Campantra and four All Stars that year. Said so they were legit. You know, this was the glory days, wasn't yeah. it? For uh, apart from the sort of seventies title winning teams for uh, for Seattle and. Um, 95, 96 was when they got to the finals. The finals. The Bulls. Changed, uh, the logo, changed the jerseys. Though, yeah, the, the different green jerseys. Hersey Hawkins on board. Hersey Hawkins, yeah. Um, Gary was like Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, Kemp was just one of the best players in the Phenomenal league. Phenomenal well. at that point. Amazing in the finals as well. The he raised his MVP. game. Yeah. If, finals if MVP. Yeah, they um, it raised his game yeah. in, the, in the playoffs. And and, well, lots of people, I think, I think there was this thing that like, they kept just, Acting like he was a kid who liked to run around and dunk, and his game was raw, and it, it was lots of raw always mm. used in when when people were talking about Kemp. But he wasn't. But that that showed that it was a flashy player. But he wasn't out of control. Flashy, he was, no. You know, but I think that was the time it showed yeah, yeah. he had the fucking. Oh he, god, yeah, he had, he he had was the like mentality a for it too. Yeah, I think the contract stuff. Obviously, the Jim McIlvain Jim signing McElvain. That, that was kind of the beginning of the end, wasn't it? For, Jim McIlvain. And, uh, Through you know, no fault of his own, fucked s- the whole some, thing. Some uh, off-court issues sort of did him in uh, sort of down the end of his career there. But um, a lovable guy. If you ever hear him in interviews and stuff yep. and teammates, no one has, really has a bad word to say about him as far as a character. And I mean, it was to just quote the great of, Sean Kemp. I think he, Fuck OKC. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
Exactly. Detlef Schump very much the same mind yeah. as well, Corey, and uh, and Mr. Payton. So yeah, all. yeah, yeah. No, none of them ain't turning. Yeah, for the uh, for the Warriors, it was kind of yeah, it just twenty years of bad luck and just mismanagement and fuck up. Was it long before Nelly left the Mavericks? Ah, oh, God, no. Yeah, it was a mix before that. He was uh, yeah. yeah um, this, well, I think we drafted Spreewell that summer. I think Mullin Hardaway tough, and Owens. Tough, tough talking co- college coach BJ Collins. Yeah, think, what could go wrong? Mullins, Hardaway, and Owens had loads of injuries. I think he only he won thirty four games, missed the playoffs. Um, they obviously drafted Penny Hardaway, traded him for Chris Webber the year after, and um, I think Hardaway fucked his knee up, blew his knee. Up. So we we could never get Mullin Hardaway, Spreewell, Webber all sort of fit and on the uh. court at the same time. He's on paper, Jesus, it's like. Chris Webber probably deserves to be a Hall of Famer. So you, you could have had sort of imagine if they kept Richmond as well. It's yeah. just it's, it was so frustrating to be a Warriors fan because it was always just we were just ah oh, can't just can't he stay fit or can't we all you know get everyone on the same page at the same time and it was just yeah um, really frustrating. Then Webber opted out of his deal. This was a time when the rookie contracts were out of control. Yeah, he could basically opt out after his first year. So he fine angled his way out to be with his mate Joanne Howard. We ended up with. Tom Gugliotta, who we ended up trading Jinx. for Donnell Marshall. It was Danielle just Marshall. Yeah, fuck you Jesus, other than the history of names. And I mean, Spreewell was kind of an all-star in this time. He carried the team, and yeah, and no, he had amazing those first few years before sort of what happened with PJ uh, Collis about what we've sort of covered um, in previous episodes. And um, yeah, and then Joe Smith, you know, those days, and it was just. He came from a big hope after hope after hope. So we had a lot of high draft picks and yeah. never really ever panned out. You know, Billy Owens eventually ended up at the Kings, uh, Miami and stuff. You know, we had Popovich as an assistant coach. We let him go yep. to uh, San Antonio. Oh, There's just fuck up after fuck up. You know, Nelly went to New York um, and it was just, yeah, it was very frustrating. Chris Mullin ended up on the Pacers eventually at the back end of his career in those sort of playoff teams. Hardaway obviously had a lot of success in Miami. They never really got it back. It was, well, yeah. People well, say recently yeah. they've got well, it, but it's it, uh, until, it was twenty five years of yeah. turd. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's like you know, I deserve my fucking time. All right. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. There was twenty five <laughs> years. a lot years of shit. Um, you know, if, if if I sort of throw a lot of roadie cycling, Clifford Rosier, you know, shit like it that. It was like it was like watching was Bimbo <laughs> Coles. Fuck it, Bimbo you know Coles. I mean? There's a name. You know. Yeah. yeah, they were comparable to the Timberwolves in terms of like, what are you yeah. doing? Yeah. Just woefully. 20 years of misery. You know, we didn't win 50 games again until Mark Jackson. So, I had a lot, a lot of shit to watch. And then obviously, yeah, it's been hunky-dory. Um, yeah. But the Sonics, obviously, <sighs> no more, as uh, we pointed out on uh, more than one occasion. And uh, We'll be back. Very soon. sad for the NBA, really. Because, yeah. yeah. Well, the NBA is worse If you're of a certain age and. Well, the NBA is yeah. the worst for it. Um, and. It's n- the blot on David Stern's copybook, if you will. No amount of, of whatever will yeah. ever will yeah. ever give OKC a, that history and no. legacy. So it just seems. It's sad watching it, yeah, because the yeah. Sonics, they were kind of like my second favourite team because they were so exciting. It was, you know, we. Bonded of a friendship over that love as the Sonics, you know. It, yeah. just, it, it was good. It was it was exciting. It was, um, so yeah, do yourself a favour. Head on over to our YouTube channel. Um, you can watch the whole of that series actually on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you you know if you've got time on your hands and, uh, and many others. But yeah, for retro happy vintage basketball, times. this this 
This yeah. is this is. It's got everything you could want. Yeah. This would be my yeah. starting point. Yeah, and yeah, There's if the, you've never seen basketball from players, that era, excitement. Yeah, and uh, I think it will very much confound your expectations of. If there's any games you want us to talk about, there's, there's, there's hundreds on there. Or yeah, get some nominated. Or if you've got a game you'd like to submit, come on the air and talk about. We'll yep. talk about it with you. Um, email us at email at pickandrolluk.com or hit us on Twitter. Got to be able to work Pick Skype out. Um, that's, that's, that's the stipulation. Access to a phone would be handy. Access to a phone would be handy. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, let us know. Take your pick. Um, there's, uh, there's hundreds up there. Gavin? Anything else to add? Yes. Yes. Tell me. Something glorious. Go on, then. We know, you know how much I fucking hate Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> I fucking hate that man. Join the, join the and, club. Uh, recently, in a shout-out to Uncle Raynatch, uh, there was an MMA fight. One guy beat another guy. And Stephen A. Smith accused this guy of taking a dive. It turns out the guy he's accused of taking a dive is, you can't ever say that about it that guy right. he's a fan favorite fight anybody anytime loads of like knockout like he's he's a face of that thing and it's like only somebody who doesn't know shit would say that about that guy and everybody even the guy who beat him was like he's you a fucking apologize. Clown, yeah. yeah and then to, to show that he knows what he's talking about Stephen a smith posted the clip of him boxing training Take Jesus. a fucking look. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. My fucking granite clean cleaner's clock. Jesus. He's standing there with some youth who's got some gloves. And, I, and he's like in a vest. And he's got these gloves, which he looks like he can barely lift. And he's like punching down at his knee. It's <laughs> like, you. that's... That's not boxing. It's just the guy taking the piss out of you. He's just a fucking... It's fucking trailer, amazing. Man. Check that out. And then... And then <laughs> When you see that, I want you to remember whenever anybody hears him ranting, he knows as much about basketball as he does about boxing. I'm sure I saw him on TV. Oh, no, in fact, it wasn't. It was another fucking equally stupid fucking clown, Chris Broussard. Oh. Was, uh, that guy's fucking next level clown. He, he, was, he was trying to... I think LeBron should be president. He was trying to say that... Um, I can't remember who it was. Carl Kuzma should be traded for someone whose fucking salary is about 10 yeah. times more than him. It's like, what are you talking about? Do you actually fucking understand how this works? Anyway, there's yes. plenty of them about. There's so. there's lots of that. There's lots of that. Um, and people who've clearly only watched basketball in the LeBron era, yeah. which is worrying because they, yeah, um, which is worrying. Right. Um, yeah, do yourself a favour. Watch Stephen A. Time. Smith. Yeah, don't don't he, don't watch him. Just no, no, watch that him. cliff of him boxing training. It looks like he's literally got Kel's chocolate brownies. I'll give this man time. He's literally got Kel's chocolate brownies. Um, Gavin, until next time, if we've not been wiped out by the coronavirus, uh, we shall. Yeah. Or the storm. Yes. What's the? I think that's done. Yeah, I think we're all right. Um, uh, I'm not. I'm not dying to no cold. We'll be back uh, with more as we roll towards the playoffs and. Uh, all star. Oh, do we need to do our? Um, Alternative All Stars. Alternative All Stars. I think we do. I yeah, think we do. A bit thin on the ground this year. I need to watch some games. Right, we'll do that. Yeah. Are there any? Yeah, just there's, there's a few. Keep your powder dry. Right. Okay. Look. Send in your mentions. We're gonna yeah. have our team. Yeah. Email the show. Email at pick and roll. His team, my team, your team. Your... So you guys get nominated. The guys who want All Star players, but are All Stars in your eyes. So these are the rules. <laughs> these are the rules. Gerald Green. Think Gerald Green. Can't be a previous All Star. Not gonna be, make an All Star. Can't be young players on the cusp. So yeah, you know. Your bams, they're not allowed. No. 
Not They're not allowed. allowed. Whereas the D'Angelo Russells are. Well, yeah. If that's he's been an all star though, he can't. Has he? Uh, yeah, last year. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, shit. Yeah. So yeah. Can have Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that kind of player, you know. No Zions. Nobody JJ no, Berets of the world. Nobody that's, that's gonna qualify for the rookie game or the rookie sophomore game, whatever they call that. Yeah. Rising stars, is it? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. fucking hate All Star Weekend. But oh, dunk contest though, Pat Connaughton. All over that. I'm telling you. Yeah. I hope he wears the warm keeps his warm up on. Yeah. And, uh, he's had tribute. a few. He's had a few fucking throwdowns last yeah. week or so. He always did for the Blazers. Yeah. Sad when we got rid of him. Yeah. You can't uh, watch a Pat Connaughton uh, game on uh, TV without telling you all his high school sporting achievements. That's Isn't impossible it? every week. We know. We know he was a quarterback and a pitcher. Tell us. Did you know we had a minus five golf <laughs> handicap? Right. We need to get the fuck out of here. Peace out. I was on the water polo team. <laughs> Captain of the lacrosse, varsity. Now, I've never been one to knock the next man for getting his. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And I do realize that hip-hop is now a form of showbiz. Uh-huh. But this has always been something with which you have to be true. So in the year of 1992, now this is how we do. At the age of 19, heard seen a lot of MCs that do not come clean. Frontin' on dealing hard times and rhymes. You see them in the streets and you see no signs of the hell. And they get on stage and tell some old Cornwall war story. Ring the bell. Burn. You're faking the funk. Talking that extra hard junk, you're probably a punk. And I'ma let you know that this way you just, just don't cut with the artificial flow. Nick dicks try to break backs and necks. When fakers try to front, they'll get smoked like brunch. My rhymes penetrate like skunk. Get your word up. I think they're faking the funk. You're faking the funk. Sold out award. Word. 